Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Mediums and healers. 
Jethro is the proud father and grandfather of two sons and two grandsons. His hobbies include nature, cooking, crafts, music, dance, shopping for the grandkids, and metaphysical studies. Jethro is also the host of his own radio show, Psychics Gone Wild, which you can find here on Blog Talk Radio, too. You've got to listen to it. I've listened to it. It's a great show. I highly recommend it. And um, he has a wonderful website, too, with lots of interesting information on there. So please visit his website at www.jethrosmith.net. Hey, that's easy peasy, jethrosmith.net. He's also an author and has another book coming out, but we'll get to that in a minute. But right now, without any further ado, let's welcome our wonderful guest tonight, Jethro Smith. Good evening, Sarah, and welcome to our show. Good evening. I'm so excited to be here. I think this is so much. I'm just. I just can't believe I made it here. I'm like I'm on the door, and it's just. I'm so grateful. This is going to be so much fun. It is, and what the listeners don't know, this is like a third attempt or something like that, right? You know, I mean, oh, we played yeah. Mercury retrograde, weren't we? Yes, and and it was really, I began to wonder, now we were talking here before the show a little bit, maybe it's because of my rising, your sun sign. Mercury was having some kind of a conquest to tease us. Now they've let us do the show, and I'm just so excited. It's like beyond the gate radio, and I've made it here, and I'm just so happy to see and hear. I've got a lot of friends writing me on Facebook. They're going, well, you're on with David M. Baker and his wife, Sherelle. And I go, yes. <laughs> I'm like, it's like fun. Here we go. I'm <laughs> so grateful you guys had me come on. Thank you. Oh, it's our pleasure. Uh, Glad that you're here. Yes. Yes. So we're going to start off with some questions first. We're going to put you down in a chair, and we're going to turn on the spotlight on you and question you. <laughs> well, it's not really going to be that bad, but, you know, <laughs> not really that bad. Okay, so we heard that you, you've had a near-death experience. Uh, can you explain exactly what happened during the experience and how – you know, how did it influence you as a psychic? Oh, I, and I, this is what I love talking about this. I've had people tease me. It started out with the fact that I, out of um, eight children, I was a child who could not swim. And the friends and different individuals have always teasing me that I could not swim. Long story short, I was in school, and the, the school had the old rule. Instead of throwing you in the pool, they had a, a system where they would take a wading pool. And me and one other uh, person, uh, her name was April, we're friends to this day. Neither one of us could swim. So they put me and her in together at the pool. They put us in this little wading pool with the slice in the bottom so that the water would slowly fill the wading pool. We were in it, and, and as it filled, we were to obviously we would start to dog paddle or swim. We had two teachers and a principal holding this little waiting pool. Well, long story short, obviously, you know, I passed, so I didn't, I went into the other side, I didn't swim. I went right to the bottom like usual as a rock. Me and April grabbed each other, and we both were down in the bottom. And when they pulled April up, it took a little while for them to get me up out of the pool. When they got me out, I wasn't breathing. And with this, uh, uh, what had happened with the experience, I was on the other side. I was so amazed. I got to see some light. I got to do some things. The sad part, the few minutes that I was over there, uh, was was the, the realization for me that I was going to have to stay here. I'd always been able to see energy around people, and it was back then. I'm a little telling my age. We kept it a little secret. You didn't want people to know that you did this because it was embarrassing or it was other situations. 
of it. And it's like um, as you were going into the other uh, times back then, people would freak. I went um, back, came back, and then there was this principal trying to blow in my mouth, and I'm like, get away from me. <laughs> and um, I, was able, I was on the other side there. They said actually it was more like 10 or 11 minutes. I tried to joke about it, but it was, they said it was a little bit of a time there. That was interesting because it's I always think about the people that really know what's going on and able to give the information to everyone are the people that have been to the other side. And it's not always it, – it, to me it seems like for some people it's not as traumatic. Like for you, it's like you know that you were on the other side. Um, for me and mine, it was just – there was just nothing over there. So I guess maybe that's what I thought that, well, maybe I should be here after all because nothing's going on over there. I haven't, you know, passed the tunnel <laughs> when I went. So I was like, oh. So it's very interesting to hear that. It's very interesting. It is because, you know, we have, we, we were talking before we came live on the air uh, about similarities of what happens to psychics and mediums and things like that, you know, and, uh, now that I've heard your experience, uh, and we were talking about being in Hawaii, and I was, so I had one too, <laughs> a near-death experience, and it was in the water also. <laughs> but uh, I have to talk about that sometime. It's in my new book. But uh, so that's very interesting. All these things seem to line up. You know, uh, that's very similar. Psychics and mediums and shaman and everybody. You know, we all we don't don't work exactly the same, but very similar, and, and our lives growing up have been very similar. I've noticed that through many, many, and I guess there's a reason for that. I guess that's how we, that's how it happens for us. But Jethro, as a child, you were also psychic. Now, how was it having a teacher to help you at such a young age? Oh, very good. Very grateful. And um, I write in, in my book, Living in the Psychic Realm, you'll hear me talk about the, the, my first two teachers. Uh, Meg was my, and I always said she was my godmother, and, they, and my family teased me to this day. They go, she was your glorified babysitter. You were a spoiled brat, and we found her for you. But I call her my godmother. She was a very sweet, very uh, psychic, intuitive lady, and she would help me. Back then, it was the other people. People who were not open were considered the other people. And we would discuss the fact that you didn't bring it up, we were. I was raised in a Baptist community where, you know, the belief is you go to sleep, you don't wake up. Um, one of the experiences I saw a, a widow's um, husband, he kept telling her about these keys and some things that she was talking about. And I, as a young child, told her this in church. She got freaked. She's like, oh, my. And she's like, she, you know, became very awkward. And it was hidden. So with a teacher, it helped me. Otherwise, I think I would have probably shut a lot of it down because I was very, very open, very, you know, in a, a family of eight, you had to be open. You had to talk quick or you didn't get to talk. And here I was like, blah, blah, blah. And I'm talking away, and I told her what the husband had said. She's freaked, and she goes, how would you know this? And she started, and I said, you know, and I said his name fully, and she goes, there's no way, you know, and then she obviously got a little freaked out, and she passed out. The reverend, long story short, worked with me a lot on with the teacher because him and Meg were very close, 
And I found out later as I got older that a lot of individuals, especially back then in the day, I'm telling stories on me in Rocky Mountains, were very backwoods. And there was a lot of people with this uh, belief that if you had this ability that something was wrong with you, that you had to have been touched by something scary or something spooky. And, you know, Meg was just such a godsend because she would tell me about the Christianity. She's the one that very much taught me the faith of how to use light, how to protect myself. And I always teased her as, you know, as a young child because I'm like, well, I go, wouldn't you? I go, you know, she had a very big, masculine, very strong male husband, just really, two, you know, he was like six foot four, 200 and some pound man. She was five foot one and about 90 pounds, but he was afraid of her. And that was the joke because of our abilities. That's all, you know, well, you know how our abilities are. There's times we don't always have so much control. I mean, and people back then was like, she'd say, and they're like, oh, be careful. If Meg says something about you, it's going to come true. And, you know, and she laughed. She goes, don't be mad at the messenger. You know, and now we hear, don't, you know, what the messenger, but back and then she was like, she, she jokes. She says, you know, it kind of keeps them, she goes, it keeps them at bay. She says, my, with me being 90 pounds, this keeps me the boss of the house. <laughs> That's pretty good. That is pretty good. Yes, it is. That's very interesting. <laughs> so, um, how did you know then that you were psychic before you talked to somebody about it? Um, the the interesting thing was after the drowning is when that word really came to play. It became very strong in the fact that I, after being over there, I was able to be clairaudient, and I started doing some of the honorary things you do with the mediumship work. I was very frightened of it. I was very nervous, especially to hear the other words. I had, I had seen the guide with me, my angel. I knew she was talking to me. I began to really hear my uh, Native American guide, which I found out later through teaching was my family. You know, a, It was a great-grandparent of mine that to come back, you know, was helping me, but I, it, to hear that as a child, and that's how I found out, because with, with Meg, and then later with my second teacher, and, and especially through puberty, I had a crush on, Abby was her name, Abby was a white Wiccan, and she was very, very gifted at teaching me all of working, I had to learn to read the cards, I had to learn to, and, and, and learn to do the herbs, learn to do the stones, and it was very, you know, much, and, and I learned that that word psychic, I would say probably about, right around puberty is when I realized, you know, I'm definitely different, we, we had a party, and it was a bunch of kids together and I had a crush on a girl I tried everything to get a date and I went to talk and I have a way if I touch your hand I still to this day when I do my readings here in Washington DC or in Tampa if I can touch your hand I pick up a lot you know what you being in my energy well I went and did this and touched her hand and I automatically saw future events with her and I saw some things and I started to say this she got very odd and Abby started working with me, you know, if you want to get a date, this isn't the way to do it. We, we gotta, you know, you're, you're freaking That's people right. out. But, you know, they just, they just don't want to hear all of it. But, you know, and what was really kind of a good thing for me was um, it, it just really came home. And then I just, I learned through that experience also that, you know, that it was kind of hidden in my family. My mother was very gifted. She didn't speak of it. To her, it was like, you know, the Native American way. We utilize this ability and we work with it, you know, to basically help our family. And my mother was a bear totem. She's passed now here. Unfortunately, she went home in 2012. She went to the hunting ground. But my mom was so strong that we laughed because for years I thought I was hiding some of this. And she's like, hiding it? We knew where you were. You know, you never could outsmart my mother with eight kids. That's why we all lived. But what was really cool was that when things were happening, we were doing odd. You know, when we were doing odd things, she knew this was a mother instinct. So I would say that. That's a that's a good question. You've got me really pondering when I really because I remember I remember thinking with the aura that everybody could see. You know, I'm like everyone's seen this. 
You know, I'm like, well, he's blue and he's going to be like this and he's doing that. And they're like, well, how do you know this? And I go, everybody knows that. My sister teases me to this day about my sister's very, very gifted in the same house because there's a good 10 years difference. My sister wasn't allowed to really express her gift. And there was a joke, and I could tease about this, but my older sister, they thought she was a little on the little kooky side. And it was a little bit of a joke because she was very, very sensitive and, you know, very gifted. I mean, just it, it amazes me that she would be like, blum, 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 and this is going to happen. Well, my family, because of the difference in age and because of my father was a very strong Baptist, and I, I kind of got away a little bit by Meg and hiding out, would basically, you know, my sister, anything like that was shunned. And they took her to different people. They one time thought that she, was, she used to fly with the angels, is what she would say. And we would laugh. I mean, there was, there, was, there was five boys and three girls. Well, the girls would be sleeping, and you hear Linda, ah, making a sound, and she'd go blonk, you know, into the wall. And my brothers and me would be laughing downstairs, like, there's Linda flying again. And we'd just laugh. Well, long story short, she was actually astronomed doing energy, and then she would physically trying to keep up. She was able to see a lot of stuff, and it just... I, you've got me on a good question because I, I would say, when can you tell me? I mean, when do you? I mean, that word. It's like now we can say it. It used to be such a taboo word, and now we're cleaning it up. The word psychic is like ah, you know. Right. Yeah. A, a lot of people I know want to be called. I see these shows on TV now. You know, oh, I'm an intuitive or this or that. You know, they they're trying to. I think the word psychic has a stigma attached to it, and I know a lot of them are trying to say, oh, they're. Intuitive, I could read auras or pick up energy or spirits or whatever. And they, you know, I mean, they don't mind using the word medium as much, but they don't want to say they're a psychic too much. Some people, that's really weird. But when I was a kid in school, I I got in trouble because I didn't know what was happening. Many times I'd go off into uh, maybe a meditation, spontaneous meditation trance or something, you know, and you know, Baker, Baker, you know, what, 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 you know, I would go off somewhere else, but I would see stuff around people, and I think that there was something wrong. I'd see mm-hmm. energy and outlines around them, and sometimes white lights and different things, and I wouldn't see colors. But if I thought more about it, then I would start to get colors. I didn't see them directly, probably like you did, but that's the way I'd get it. So if you don't mind me asking, do you, how does it work with you when you look at somebody? You know, for their aura, is it? Do you see it automatically? Oh. Uh, I love it. I, with that, and, and with that, I'd like to ask you: How do you read people's energy? So, can you answer all that question rolled into one? Yeah, and that's a great question. I see the energy in the egg, egg shape. It uh, and my teacher was I worked with uh, worked with me and focused me into this. I used to just see droplets of colors and other energy, and he worked with me very very much in my discipline of being able to look and see the outer orb, the egg shaped energy, and to look at the seven chakras and to look within that orb to be able to read it. Because I was very arrogant when I came to him. I was 18 years old, and I was like I, I thought then I knew it all because I had been under teacher like i said she was every day we would practice here read with the pen read with the tarot read i could read and i could just see someone go that's the person that does this and that this person's going to get a divorce this person's got that this one's having an affair and i'd gotten kind of cocky pardon the expression and so how i learned to read with it was to really look without seeing and to put into focus when you're looking at someone's orb and you're looking at the energy of actually the aura going in let's say the person is a green energy well we all know there's umpteen zillion greens so let's give them something my teacher always said because if you're psychic you 
you tell me something someone don't know? And that used to frustrate me so much because he's like, well, you're a psychic, you tell me. And I'm like, ah, you know, now I welcome that because when we're looking at that's how we see the aura. You go in and then you pick up those things and you start to really get it. And then, as you know, clear audience, as they're saying it, the guides will start to give you more. And I found out that through the years now because of it, I call myself more of an interpreter because my angel and my guide's going, and they're telling me what their guides are saying. And I did tell, talk to her about Darren. Talk to her about, and, and you're saying this, and people are going, well, you know, how did you know? And the girl yesterday, I can tell this because in confidential, she goes, how did you know that name? That's my mother. And it was like her guide was telling me, tell her, and she goes, my mother reads. I go, I think they've got a message for her. i got to tell you. <laughs> She was like, and I knew she was so spooky with me. You know, she just met me. She picked me out of the, you know, the list of American certified or somewhere. She found my name, and someone had sent her to me. And here I'm reading her. She's like, I know you from nowhere, you know, and and here I am doing that. And so for me, that's how I know that um, a lot of other psychics will use different ways. But for me, it's just better if I touch, look without seeing, and do it. I do it well over the phone. I do a lot of Skype, but I usually want to see that picture because I want to see where their energy is, you know. I'm going to be a guest on somebody's radio show in a few days, and they work with indigos and things like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was talking with the host as a pre-show interview was asking me, well, you know, asked me about my readings. Oh, I've done all over the world, Australia, you know, uh, Abu Dubai or whatever you call it, uh, China, Hong Kong, you name it. Well, how do you... Uh, how can you do that so far away on the phone without seeing a picture of the person and you're so far away, you know, <laughs> I got to kick out of that. <laughs> I get that asked a lot. Uh, if, so what, what, what do you think about that? What would you tell somebody if they asked you that question? I already know the answer. What's yours? I would say the clear audience. I would say my guides can go anywhere. And they, and they, and I, I'm real funny about the fact that I, I've, I've read for so many years and so long, I'm kind of an oldie at this, that I, I really have a large clientele base. I read for people's children with referrals and stuff. And I would say what they're telling me is that the guides want you to read for that person. There's a time and a reason for synchronicity. And, yes, the guides can go there. So you also, you, know, you can feel this. I hope you don't mind. As I, I've been kind of nosy reading a little bit as we've been talking. You have such a gift here. Your purple is so open. You probably are already hearing stuff before you even talk to that person. The guides are telling me that you're, you've astral or you've worked with your guides enough probably in the dream state or work, work that they've already told you what they want you to do, David. So you're just the messenger really receiving what your archangels want you to do is what I would feel. Yeah, well, I'm going to tell you something. You hit, yeah, you're right on 100%. Yep. You're you are a, right. You're amazing. You just uh, you didn't have to prove yourself to me, but you just did it a hundred times over. That's Totally, one hundred percent accurate. Wow. <laughs> so thank you. Now, my wife, my wife is a psychic medium, and we were questioning why. I come from a Catholic background. She comes from a Baptist background, and we've been to different churches and stuff. But uh, I'm also part Native American, one third uh, of the Southern California Costa Mesa Indians of the Chumash tribe, and. Uh, Terrell thinks she may have some Cherokee. I mean, a lot of psychics and mediums have that in them. It's amazing. But what I wanted to ask you, uh, you, you're married and have children. What do they think about what you do? Oh, that's a good one. And I laugh. In fact, I was trying to get on here to make sure. Um, I have a... 
I have a, a, a relationship now. I'm, I'm, I'm engaged to be married. But I, I, they, she very much was a non-believer. We were joking. They talked to us about a reality TV show, and she would have been the perfect person because when we met, I um, actually I broke the rule. You all know that we never ask our readings out. And I want to joke for 30-some years professional. I read for over 38 years. I never had asked anybody out that I read for. For obviously some reason, this was a lot more some prophecy. She now really, really you know is into this because we joked about it. But when I I first asked her out you know it was like this kooky energy and so we, we've gotten with it i say that i say that she really much believes in it and i've talked about maybe doing something different and she says you know this is like we've got this far you need to keep doing this because i enjoy helping people we all know this is not a this is not the place to go if you're looking to really drive those cool cars and have the great life but this right. is a very good right. rewarding heartfelt thing to help and my children my children were the best blessing i ever had um my two sons both were very much believers one of my best moments and scariest moments was we had hid this and I was the psychic on wheels in Colorado and I never really much read in our town town and my son got up in sixth grade and he's like I want to tell what my father does for a living and he's like explain what psychics were he got an A I felt very freaked we we never got the really hassle and stuff of it but they were they've been very open I have very gifted um, young uh, grandsons and I have a very gifted grandson that's five years old who's very strong he is the opposite it's really kind of a cool pattern my guides have given me. My youngest son was born three, 26 years and three hours apart, so we have the same birthday. We're both on November 12th. And then my grandson would have been born on November 12th. He was a preemie, but the guide still gave us a blessing because instead I'm a Scorpio with Libra moon and Gemini rising, and he is a Libra with Scorpio moon, Gemini rising. And he's very oh gifted. Yeah, yeah, he goes by my nickname. My, everybody calls me Jeff back home. They, Jethro used to get me teased. I'm like, where's Ellie Mae? And I go, I don't know. And we'd always laugh about this this name from the Beverly Hills Billies or the band Jethro Tull. And so they called me Jeff, and, and his name's Jeffrey. He, you know, he was named after my son, Jeffrey, and, and my nickname, and very gifted. I'll tell you what I love about it, and this is the most fascinating thing about it, was my son was like, um, I was so proud of Jeff. He was um, like 11 years old, and we were at a metaphysical fair, and they'd been taking pictures. I made friends with the Aura camera lady, and my sons very much were proud of they could raise energy. My son's oh, cool, I'm a blue, I'm all spiritual, and I was like, hey, I'm rad, I'm bad. And they're like, you know, playing with this energy with it, and we were just, you know, being you know how kids are, and the babysitter was a new babysitter, and she came in, and I could tell she was real apprehensive. I knew about them and my family, and she came really high reference. I was very nervous with them, thinking, well, I'll read her, because I didn't just want to trust my kids to anyone. And she came up to the table, and she was really nervous, and she goes, i got to tell you, it's, I, I really want to watch your kids, but I'm a little nervous to believe in this. And I said, well, really to babysit my kids, you don't have to. But I said, I want to kind of, you know, I'm trying to read her. I'm like, what are you into? You know, when you take a psychic child to test them or something. And my son was so cool. Jeff just trying to go, he goes, well, then you need to be a believer. And he goes, would you mind if I read for you? And she looked at Jeff. And here's this little, you know, little dense blue-eyed little boy. And she's like, uh, okay. And I said, it's okay. You know, she's looking at me. And I said, it's all right. I go, well, Jeff, are you going to read? And he, I kid you not, he reached over and touched her hand. And he just like, he nailed it out like he'd been doing his whole life. I'm watching his energy open, and he got done reading her, and I'm just all emotional. I said, whoa. He goes, Dad, you're not the only one. <laughs> we just laughed. Now wow. I'm joking at the family. They'll tease me. It's like, you know, you're not the only one. But um, it was it was one of those experiences, and that's why later he wrote about it. He was, you know, he um, you know, just was very much a, a, a positive 
uh, individual in my life with it. He, and he, you know, and their age and their coming up was really good for me. Those of you guys know I'm over 50. My, you know, just turned 50 a little bit. But it's like what was hilarious was they were raising it in a time here, born in 1988 with my son and by 89, that everyone loved this stuff. And I had, I had, I, it amazed me because they were the reason. I mean, I can tell you a good, probably a good, well, about 20 years ago, I had decided, you know, this really isn't my gig. I, I've done this for years and there's only so much you can read and things were going on. And I'm like, you know, we're doing here. And I said, you know, I, 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 I'm very good at food service. I owned restaurants as a child, did work as, you know, and I should say, early 20s and I know I've always done other work around it and I'm like okay I think there's something to do and my sons were the reason that that I stayed in this because they were very proud of it and like that telling that in the school and we had a big joke that you know uh, there was a lady I won the lottery for and my you know they they kept more track of it and my books now that are coming out was from them and my teachers my teacher I would go with this teacher metaphysical and you know as a Native American you know you don't if you get a Native American teacher you work hard and he was like, we're going to work on knowing without seeing. And there was a couple of things. One time he, he goes, well, I'm taking you up and I'm going to have to bury you. And I said, well, I'm not. And he goes, no, you need to be buried alive. I go, I'm not really sure. You know, uh, and then we yeah. go out and then it was like, <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm like, yeah, I mean, call me crazy, but I'm just not into this party, you know. And we just started laughing because it got to where, you know, I trusted him inflicably in, in, in or I would not have went with him as a teacher. But what was really amazing was my kids were loving it. They were the ones, to this day, Ryan tells me, he tells my grandsons these stories. He's like, his name was called Uncle Vic, and he's like, Uncle Vic and Dad would go here, and there was a time where they were fighting this guy, and there was a guy we call him, you know, this was spooky stuff, and my son was there, and he, this guy actually astrally was there, and then all of a sudden physically there, and you know, they were just like, wow. you know, for young kids, they're like, wow, Dad, you know, this guy, my son, my son is kind of a bad boy. He's like, he grabs the broom. He's like, nobody's going to leave here if he's going to be, you know, he's going to like defend us with the broom. And I'm like, Ryan, chill out. You know, what is wrong with you? We laugh with it, the scorp, and and. So I would say they love this. It's it's ironic. There's been times, you know, you know this from this gift. It can be a gift and a curse. It's so, like I said, I, I ended up dating the person I wanted, but it's like I was very worried after I asked her. I thought, what am I going to pay? This was a, a a customer, you know. I asked, I did for her, didn't even nothing there, and then asked her out. It was just like kooky. It was like the guy said, ask this woman out. We since then have gotten together we date we have a relationship she's a believer she's like i said one of my best advocates she's like you know you're very good at this you you know it's it's sometimes it, it's like knowing isn't always the easy answer so i would say they're my probably my best support well that's amazing so much you have in common like i used to work in food service after i got out of military i worked as a chef and all that and uh i love gardening and so forth and I wanted to study to be a shaman, but it's too much. So I said, I'll just sell for what I have, and that's good enough for me. It's funny. And for relationships, the wife, I just kind of want to explain to you, as anybody that may be a new listener, that uh, my wife had a fear of the paranormal, supernatural, preternatural, you name it. She had a fear of the, of the unknown. So I took her through some courses with me so she can see what's going on. And we went, the last one we went to was on Maui with Dorian Virtue with just a handful of people. At the last day, we had to do readings, and she is the only one that gave Dorian a reading. And she brought through somebody that Dorian had never had anybody bring through for her before, and she brought her through to tears. And it was amazing reading my wife, amazing medium. 
And then uh, after that, we discussed it that, no, I went through the stuff with you to get over my fears of the unknown. Now I'm comfortable with it. And I said, when are you going to start to read? And she said, no, the real reason I did it is twofold. One is to overcome my fears and understand it better. And then now that I know what it's all about, I can support you better, but I just don't want to do readings. And she has, but she does very seldom. And so I'm very, very fortunate to have her. And you were mentioning, you know, about the dating mistake. Remember the movie Hereafter when Matt Damon told his date that he was a psychic and then he gave her a reading and then he didn't see her anymore? Oh, well. <laughs> that, you know, that does happen too, but what can I say? So yeah. that comes to belief systems. So how does your culture and religion affect your readings Oh, it very much affects it, you know, and this is the difference that we were talking about, the different types of readers and people, and I'm so glad, I feel so honored and respect to be able to be on here with you, I can feel your power, you know, and that's what they call me, they would say, I would, in the way, I'm a man of power, you obviously, I have respect with you and I feel the power, and I would tell you that that's, that's what it affects, it's like, the difference you'll see with, uh, a lot of times I work with the totem, I work with the, them a little more differently because of the Native American, and the, the animals telling me different things, because that spirit guide and animal, a lot of times individuals, unless they've become awakened or working with it, are fighting with their totem. So the animal is telling me this person needs to do this, they need to take this, they need to have this. They, they're telling me more spiritual of different things maybe with their health sometimes as a, as a clear sentence uh, reader or a healing, spiritual healing would be in it, of it. And then they will tell me, the guides will tell me real clearly because of this that they turn around and go into, uh, because of the Christianity of different ways that are going to be able to help with it. They are very direct. And this is where I've, I've, I've noticed the difference of readers. I've, you know, with, when we all are into different places, I've seen people that will be catchy with the reading. And I, I do believe in free will, but I do think it's because of my Native American and I do believe because of my belief that it's very strong. The, the guides will tell me, this is this and this with someone. And because of the light, they'll put it this way. And I've noticed it because I've had individuals who are non-believers or who are of a different belief who've told me. I had a person very much clearly tell me, they said, you keep telling me that this energy is going to do this with light to keep this going. I choose not to be with my husband, and you keep telling me this. And I go, i got to apologize because the guides are telling me that you are going to be with your husband and they're talking about this in light. And she helped me clarify something, and I've, and I've used it through the years with this. When I, and I ask people, please let me just go first, and then I'll talk with you, anything you've got. And I have them kind of – because what she came to me was to get divorced. She came with me to go, I'm going to do this. And what the Christianity was telling me, you've done this promise, you've done this to stay in sickness and health, and you're asking about your future. He is part of your future. And I know that the Native American there, because we believe in mate, when we, you know, we mate for life. It's like, this is the bond. Right. I know that for me, the, the hardest thing, is, you know, you know exactly what I'm saying. And so that I would say would be my most, the, the Christian of it. And I know that I've laughed through the years. I had a woman, she said, I go, I'm not Bible thumping yet. I said, I got to tell you. There's days I have my moments. It's an eye for an eye and a kick in the cha-cha. But what I can feel right. right here, you know, is this person's doing this to you, and, and we, we've got to do it. And, and I feel that that's, that that would be the difference of it. I have seen people that will do other things, and I will not do that, like intent, because of our ability. I had a lady tell me that she was, you know, for $40, we can have these candles burnt, and this can happen. And I'm like, um, Oh, no, you know, you can't do that intent. You can't put an intent on someone that is not real. Because of our beliefs, you cannot cast something on someone that's going to hurt their intent. They're, you know, that's where I would right. say it's different. 
Would I mean? Does that make right. that sound what? I, yes. Oh, yes. You'd make a good auctioneer because you you can get a lot of information out very quickly and you're very articulate. <laughs> so that's Thank good. You. I'm sorry. I try to. I'm so excited to be no. on. I'm like, oh. you're doing great. <laughs> No, he's he's right because he's he's in a fam, you know, eight, one of eight children. So you're right. If you if you don't step up, you're not going to get heard. That's right. You don't get the last pork chop. But we had a, a guest on a few times. I'm gonna have him on again. His name is Kevin Chopo. He, he lives in Texas. He's a, a deacon of a church, a Bible teacher, and researcher. And he wrote a book, The Bible: The Truth About Psychic Gifts and Mediums and Psychic Gifts or something like that. It's a great book. And he proves, he even goes back and reads the old editions of the Bible, the old editions of the dictionary. I mean, he does such an amazing job of proving why it says something about not conjuring this, that, or whatever in certain parts of the Bible, things that are mentioned in Corinthians, James and Paul, and other parts of the Bible. And he puts it together and shows that these spiritual gifts are allowed by the church, by God, by Jesus Christ. They, they are allowed. These things are not allowed. And he explains it in depth clearly. And he's helped many Christians that are psychics that wanted to quit or felt they were sinning. He helped uh, them understand that it's okay to do what they do. And even without his book, I've known Catholic priests and nuns and other you know, Lutherans and so forth that were actually psychic mediums and just did it anyway. You know, everybody has, some of these are extreme uh, religious practices. They have extreme religious practices. Some are just happy with what they know and you know what I mean? It all balances out. But um, I, I've known... Uh, uh, a person that I've had on my show a few times that I've been on her show. She's in New York, and I won't say her name, but she's having trouble. She's been doing this for over 30 or 40 years. She's an amazing psychic medium, an amazing radio host. And she just recently reported that, you no, know, since I guess they had a problem with the death of her child a couple of years back, but he's the only one that's not over it. And now he's quoting Bible scripture incorrectly, of course, saying that she's doing the devil's work and this and that, and she's claiming that her brother is even harder on her. You know, it, it's a shame. You know, that's really a shame. But um, I'd like to have him on your, I mean, recommend to have him on your show one day in case that topic should come up, I'll, you know, email you the uh, information on him. I just want to bring it up since we were talking about culture and religion and all that stuff, right? I'm open-minded. I, 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 I'm not against anybody's religious belief or non-religious, whatever. No, we all walk our own paths, okay? Now that we got that out of the way, I want to hear, you have a published book. You have a book about to be published. Please tell us about your books. We all want to know. Oh, thank you, and I'm so excited about them. And I, so the first book, Living in the Psychic Realm, is by Kay and Jethro E. Smith, and it's phenomenal. It's about it's about the teachers. It's about when I first started with this and the drowning and discussions of a little bit of what you know as a kid and some of the things I was going through as being a psychic child. And the second book will be out here November 1st. We're very excited about it. Look it up. It's Uncle Jethro's Guide to Your Sixth Sense, and what it's going to be is it's going to be about taking normal things in the house to not only 
only heighten your abilities, but to really work with them, to look without seeing, to hear, to be able to, to, to do readings for yourself and others in your house and enjoy it. Now, I've had people tease me because it's got some things that everybody's, you know, I say everybody, but you've heard about regular card readings and you've heard about people who've done uh, readings of palm. What I do is I put this in a very simple, positive way just to read and do this simple. So, um, and it's fun. And the thing that I've had very good success is I, I don't know if it's out there, but I know that I used to read with dice, so I put that in. I, I also read with uh, dominoes, which is a lot of fun. And it's a really fun way to um, utilize your ability, and, and everyone has this. I, I'm one of the firm believers because I came back when there used to be individuals who, if you, they said, if you weren't born with this and you didn't um, pass and go on the other side and have something major in your life, you couldn't have it, and I disbelieve that. I believe everybody has the sixth sense. It's just the people like me and, and different ones of us who've had that experience, it's heightened it, and honestly, I believe that we all have it. It's just depending on where we are in the ladder in our spiritual belief of where we need to utilize it or not in this life. You know, you're totally right on target as to what I believe, too. And uh, I, I'm going to go ahead and check out your books because, you know, I, I'm still, I'm always learning from others, too. And I know that we all have the ability, you know, in a, in a sheriff's, <laughs> sheriff's department, I'm, I'm ex-Marine, ex-military, ex-U.S. government, and ex-chef, and retired deputy sheriff. I've done all that stuff, but... Um, they were. I worked in haunted jails, and they were all skeptical about it until my book came out. And then after they read it, you know, then I they would talk to me every time I had a break for a long time. And now I turn law people from skeptics to believers. And after all, in the police academy, they say, "Well, how did you know when you went to the building such and such happened?" And the police uh, instructor would always say, "Well, it's." my gut feeling or my gut instinct or whatever. And I'd tell the deputies, hello, what do you think that is? And they said, well, why didn't we know? And I said, because, you no, know, it usually lies dormant or underused in people or they don't trust it or understand it, you know. And that's why I always like to read books from people like you that do know it and explain it in different ways where people can understand it. That's why I think people should get your books and read your very, very interesting. Now, uh, we, I think we've got time for some callers. Out of respect for the people that have been waiting here, but I wanted to ask you, I'm really interested in energy and auras and, and all that. Are, are people's uh, Kashuk records uh, contained with their, in their auras? And what can you, you know, if you see somebody and you see, uh, you might see like a all red or orange, or which might mean, I don't know, protection around them, well-grounded or something like that, new spiritual, whatever. But if you see a, a darkness in there or an irregular aura, can you tell if there's negative energy or illness or negative entities or something around them? I mean... You know, briefly, can you just kind of let people know how that works a little bit? Oh, stand by. It seems like uh, we missed, we is no longer in the uh, information, but hold on one second. He is back. Hey, what happened? Hi. That was wild energy. <laughs> that was wild. <laughs> Anytime we have people with our abilities on the show, the spiritual energy always causes our equipment to go bonkers. 
and it happened again. So there you go. <laughs> so you're in the club, Jethro. You got strong energy. <laughs> so I was just asking you know, before we took <laughs> before we took a few calls. You know, could you yeah if you look at somebody you're giving a reading, is there Akashic Records contained within their aura or energy and you know, you look at somebody you can tell if there's a dark spot, they're sick or a certain color around them in a certain place, or if there's a hole in their aura, or there's negative energy or something. I mean, just a basic explanation of, when you look at somebody, what do you see, what happens? Give us an example or two, if you could. Oh, sure. And it, it depending on it, I, I one of the best things for me is uh, is when someone's going through different uh, emotion energy, I'll look and see different things with it, whether it's grief. We were we talk about that in my book, about how you can see your own aura by looking without seeing it. You can do this at home with a candle. I want you guys to practice this. Please write to me about it. I love emails on classes. I do a lot of teaching. And what I'll see a lot of times, especially, I've seen people with illness. I've seen a, a negative energy on the aura. I've seen individuals, we talk about a little bit in there about a psychic vampire. We don't go too much. That's going to be a little later on. But you'll see, you can see links. And it's amazing to me when I go and someone will sit down and I'm reading them and I hear this wonderful looking hose link coming out of their back. And they're, as they're talking to me and I'm touching their hand, the name or something will come along with that energy. And I've had people like they're working in a place and they're like, oh, I really don't like her. What do you, because something starts telling me. And it's like, and what you're getting is this person is pulling energy from them. So it depends on it. That's what I love about this. We have the coolest job. I mean, we actually get to go in, and our day is never boring. We were talking about food service. They got to the point where I could only cook so much prime rib or lasagna or lobster, and people hungry are crabby. In this, people are anxious, they're hyper, they want to know, they're really looking to you. There, they're just hungry, feed me, let me burp, throw me out the door. And it's like, oh, my gosh, <laughs> where I love with this. You know, it's true, you know, and it's like here we can go. And That's it's right. like the aura, it's, it's always new. You never know what you're going to look and see. I mean, I, I've, I've had them tease me. They said this every day it can stumped you. It's like, oh my gosh, I haven't seen that. Why is this woman having this odd-looking thing on there? I had a lady a tease last a week ago. I go, you have like this. It's not a leprechaun, but you have something of the little people that's doing energy. Long story short, we went through some stuff and we realized there was some grieving. She had moved lodestone out of her yard that belonged to the little people, and so they were coming along and they were kind of messing with her. Thing in her life was going a little odd, and she's like, well. You know, it's my land. I own it. And I go, uh, they don't take it like that. <laughs> you know, they, they kinda, you know, they're like, okay, lady, you want to keep tearing up our lodestone? I'm just going to make sure that your lover, your money, and your things. She's like, well, I've been in a wreck. I've had problems. My boyfriend just told me that he just not all that into me and all these things. And I'm like... And I'm like, how do I help you? And I kid you not, I saw an energy there. And I'm like, so that's the things I see. And you know what we love about it is we verify that this is where we're real and accurate. You, someone sits down to me, we put them in an energy, and they go, I was in this life. And I have some documentation from a person that had never at 14 years old ever experienced any of these other countries. We documented, we went back, we looked it up in the libraries, the Congress. She had a life in the United Kingdom. She had other places. Those are how we prove it. This stuff, how we're proving it. Pictures. i got a carrying camera. We've got a friend that's got an aura camera. We're taking pictures of orbs and energies. What are the little people? Yes, they're out there. Is there magic? Yes, you know. That's what we see. I would say I that's what I see, David. <laughs> well, you know what? Some people, everybody feels different, but you know, if you have the gift for everything, which I pretty much do, and I'm sure you do too, I can see it. That you know, I lived in England for a couple of years because my mom is from England, and um, 
it's really haunted, and, you know, we have mediums in our family on both sides, and they were always tell us ghost stories and stuff. You know, it was all cool. But most until I was in San Francisco at about 10 years old, when I actually saw my first fairies. And so, you know, these elemental beings do exist. There's some unlimited amount of realms, and there's more realms that we know surround us. And I, I think it's very interesting uh, you know, I think pretty much in Hawaii, where people take rocks home uh, that from a Menehune wall or a beach or something like that, whatever, Mandan Pele, you name it, and then they end up mailing the rocks back because all kinds of bad stuff started happening to them. You're not supposed to steal the rocks from that environment, you know what I mean? So it's not just Hawaii, it's things that you just mentioned and... I think it was Iceland where they had an article recently. They're building a road around a ferry area that had stones and plants, and uh, they believe in them there strongly, so they built the highway around it rather than plowing it down. So it makes you think, you know, there's more things in the universe than you can possibly imagine, but it must be there because people across the globe have reported it for centuries. Totally amazing, uh, and I want to. You know, I'm gonna have to have you on again because you no, know, so much time is going on. Uh, I want to ask you about my uh, animal totems, which I pretty much have an idea about, but I won't. This is not about me. It's about the guests. Are you ready to take a phone call? Oh yes, I am. thank you so much. You got so fun. I want to come back. You got to come over to Psychic's Going Wild. We will get wild. It'll be so much fun. All right. I'd love to. Well, thank you. (laughs) That will be awesome. (laughs) Okay, let's um, take our first caller, area code 404. Hello, you are on Beyond the Gate Radio with our guest, Psychic Jeffro. Hi, how are you? Great, how are you doing today? Welcome to the show. Could we ask your name and location? Sure, my name is T and I'm calling from Atlanta. Well, welcome. Do you have a question for Jethro today? Yes, I do. Then welcome, T. Okay. I'm so glad to hear you got such positive energy. Thanks. I, I was just calling because um, just wanted to know what do you see as far as me getting starting like a a romantic relationship or finding a significant other. Excellent. I'm glad. And those of you, thank you. I'm, I'm the, one of the uh, contributors on your tangle for you guys who like to do with love and relationships. So check out some of my articles on love and relationship. Uh, T, I, I feel with you that there's a relationship uh, in your future. I am seeing, uh, I'm seeing more than one choice here. I feel like you have, uh, you have an individual who is being kind of shy or a little awkward, but he really wants to go out with you. I feel this is, I feel this is male. I'm feeling a male there. They're showing me that there is someone that has been uh, a little bit of distance, but he uh, it has something to do with uh, where you go. And, and I'm, I'm seeing books. I keep seeing, like, studies, books, or somewhere you go, and, and there's a lot of about knowledge is what I'm getting. Um, I don't know right now because I'm out of school. 
Mm-hmm. I don't think this is school. It's not that kind of knowledge. It looks to me like you're, um, I don't feel you're going into a library. I feel like you're going into a bookstore is what I feel. It's something with books. It's like a shop. It's something here. They're talking to me that's coming about here very shortly into the, the last of the, the, around Halloween. I still see like that, that kind of energy out, like the 30th. They're telling me the relationship here. I do feel like there's someone that, uh, this is, I feel this is a new person coming in. I feel you have someone that has been in a relationship with you, but you push them, you don't want to be with them or something. There's someone that you've kind of put a door up to that's not going anywhere with you. Yeah, I well, I did that. Well, I'm not sure if that's my ex-boyfriend, but I thought he was, like, pretty mad at me. He don't want to speak to me anymore. So I just yeah. ex yeah, I, I'm glad, and I'm glad you put the door there. The guys are telling me that he, you know, he'd gotten to a point where you two had gotten to a situation where it was not working for either of you beneficial with your aura or your energy together. And I do see this other person coming in. They're telling me this person's going to have a, a K in their name. It's like, uh, it's not Kevin, but it's Keith something. There's a, there's a person there. I'm seeing this person with you, and that's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing a new relationship. I also, the guys are telling me that it's, it's like the guys are saying that it has to take this time to get through. We are in a Mercury retrograde which is real chaotic but for you it seems to be a good thing because mercury finds the missing things when mercury's in uh, retro things that are lost or having a problem you'll find it in your system it'll come to the light because of the communication be gone it's like oh that's what the problem was you know and i'm feeling that i feel like you're ready in the relationship and what they're telling me that cupid's telling me and the angels with the light and they're saying now it's time to have a relationship where someone gives back the energy not you always giving i feel like in the relationship before you had to you had to you had to you had to be the giving there all the time and it got old. I feel like there was times you were not comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what happened. That's why I just stopped dating. But I wanted to um, start, but I just didn't know where to go. I'm trying to think about the bookstore or something because I, I was thinking about getting back into books, but just don't know where. Yes, you're going to find that you're going to find that person. I can tell you, there's a totem there with the owl, and this person is very strong, very smart. You're going to be happy with an owl totem. It's that knowledge, it's that seeker, it's that energy. You have to be, and, and don't get offended, intellectually stimulated. That's a compliment. That means that mentally, the person's got to have their game on. You're just not going to date Lulu Lulu. You got to have someone that's got the game on, girl. <laughs> and that's the truth. I like that. I say that all the time. <laughs> well, good. I just hope it's really really yeah. soon because I've been like I don't know I've been patient but I'm like okay now I'm like ready after I finished I finished school and everything and started working and got a house I'm like okay now I'm ready to settle down <laughs> well so I'm good good for you uh stay positive put yourself out there start dating again uh no you're exactly where you're supposed to be right at this minute exactly right on track and if you keep believing and go out there, send that positive energy, unexpectedly, I feel you will be in a good relationship again. And Tia, thank you so much for calling. I'm sorry we don't have more time. We should try to get to a couple more calls, but feel free to call back again. God bless, and thank you for calling. Thank you. That was a good reading, a really good reading. When you said, um, Jethro, when you said books, I saw like a Starbucks and there's books and there's coffee tables and there's coffee and tea for some reason. China, like teacups. So (laughs) 
Sheryl, I feel it too. That's where we got with her. That I laugh because some, sometimes it's me, you know, and I'm an eater, so I'm smelling food. I'm like this little Wolverine over here. Going, where's yes. the food? Where's the food? Yeah, where's the <laughs> That's food? what it was. I can smell. That's why I'm getting it. Sheryl, I believe you. I agree. I think it was her. Like, like, I love it. Cause I love it. <laughs> All right, Scooby Doo. You both are Scooby Doos. <laughs> okay, um, we have time for one more caller, if you don't mind, Jethro. We have time for one more. Is that okay? Okay, oh, yeah. area code 562. Area code 562, you're on the line. Hi. Um, I, I was wondering on when do you see me having a baby? Okay, um, great. And I do need to get permission from your guys. Can you give me a first name? Of your first name? Andrea. Okay, um, okay, Monse, when they're talking to me, they're telling me that it's a little bit of a distance with you of something's gone on here a little bit with uh your system or something they're 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 cautioning me that you uh you need to take care a little bit. They're telling me a little bit of things happening. I'm seeing pink, so I would say a girl, but I see a little later on. I'm seeing that there's something going on with uh You've been under some stress there. You've got something going a little crazy, which doesn't mean you can't have a child, but the guys are telling me that they're telling me a little bit later, like I'm getting a little bit later on in 2015, then it would be better. They're telling me that that's when you can have, like in, like in June of 2015. Okay. Does that help? I, can I ask you something here a little bit? Um, you've got something happening a little bit here in energy. Can you feel like there's like an apprehension or something? Is there something that's going on there that you that you're not comfortable about? Um, yeah, I've been feeling like that lately. I, I can tell you that, and thank you. I have to get a little bit of a guide permission from you by you talking about it, and that's what I'm I'm correct. I'm feeling it. They're telling me that there's, there's going to be some situation that's going to come out, and the honesty is going to be to your favor. You have more friends than you know that are on your side. And what the angels are telling me is someone's been, like, running their lips about you or running their lips, that's funny, talking about you and running some things they've been saying, and it's going to come out good that it's going to all clear up. And that's the apprehension. You're feeling some odd energy. You also are a fighter. The guides are telling me that, you, it would be best for you to handle it quickly than not let it not let it go there because if you get mad, you stay mad. Okay. <laughs> Does that help? I'm sorry, I think you sound like yes. a bruiser there. You know. Yes. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you, and congratulations with the baby. Let me know. You write me. I'm, I'm very yes. accurate. I want to make sure. You know. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you. Just check him out at JethroSmith.net. Okay, and he's also okay. on Facebook. Okay, all right. Oh, yeah, Jethro, I wanted to make friends with you on Facebook. You have too many friends. How's that work? If Maybe if you ask me, could I accept or something? Would that work that way? Because <laughs> I tried. You, yeah. I just want to let you know. Yeah. And, and it's just it's under David Baker? I think it's under David M. Baker. My M, M okay. is I Mike. Mike, okay. I'm looking for medium, all this. It's Mike. Okay, now get me. See, the well, little I things have, get me. I can do that. <laughs> I think I have I uh, David a Baker. Stuff, I like <laughs> well, I have, yes, uh, I will definitely do that. Two other pages on it, Beyond the Gate Radio, you know, and I also have uh, medium David Baker also on Facebook. But, you know, the uh, David and Baker on Facebook, you'll see my good-looking picture up there. And <laughs> I'll <just laughs> gladly accept your friendship. Because we need to talk more, work together, have you on. Your gifts are off the scale, amazing. You're very knowledgeable. You're a very kind-hearted soul. Yes. And you go beyond what most other people do, you know. 
It's not like one of those calls where you call by your computer and then they just give you the minimum and bam, you go in deeper and you really care and you really know and you can really see you're amazing. So, you know, I very strict about accepting guests or getting guests, but when I do, I drink Dos Equis. And I'll just kidding. <laughs> so when I do it, they, they turn out to be uh, amazing guests and people, and you are. I'm glad we, we uh, finally passed crossed. Finally connected. <laughs> yes. Oh, and tell thank us, you, and I feel very good. Tell us about uh, the names of your books again and how you can get them and your website. Uh, my books are Living in the Psychic Realm and Uncle Jethro's Guide to Your Sixth Sense. And you can get them, um, obviously, Amazon's the place, or you can get, uh, if you want a signed copy, get a hold of me at my site, www.jethrosmith.net, and I'll send you a signed copy. I am so excited. I just love, uh, you know, you guys have been so nice. Like I said, you're going to come over. We're going to have fun over there. We'll do a wild night of, you know, Psyche's Gone Wild takes the baker's wild. <laughs> I like that. Well, I'm a baker with no dough. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't but, that his career? <laughs> yes. You're originally, very right. originally, we wanted the show for two hours so we can get more callers in, but we couldn't. Uh, but we're going to have some of those shows in the future so we get more callers in. You know, we try, but we thank our faithful callers. We thank our guests. And, you know, thank you, Jethro, so much for being here. We're getting in contact with each other, and we will be working together in the near future. So thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. You're an amazing person. And, and tell the name of your uh, radio show, Psychic's Gone Wild, and what night is it on? Psychic's Gone Wild, and we have uh, four nights. We're on uh, Monday nights at 9 p.m., Wednesday nights at 9 p.m., Thursday and Friday at 9 p.m. and 7 p.m., and we just have variety. We have one night of mediums. We have one night of ET activity. We have nights of uh, litmacy. Just a lot of fun for us. My, my white light family that we all work together to give the best readings and the most fun we can do. Give prizes away and, you know, just act wild. <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. Thank you so much for being on the show with us tonight. It has been a great show. Thank you so much. It has. Thank you, thank you Jethro. And Bye. thank you to all our faithful listeners. Good night. Good night, everybody everybody. that listens to our show and one of our uh, stellar listeners. Okay, Nick. Nick knows Nick, and I'll say F is his last name. He knows that he's one of our best fans. We love Nick from the bottom of our heart so much. He's uh, just been the greatest. I think he's our number one fan, period. Thank you so much, Nick, for listening. Thank you, everybody. If you like our show, please press the follow button. Thank you, everybody. I'll see you on Facebook and social media. Good night. God bless. And thank you for listening to Beyond the Gate Radio. And happy Halloween coming up.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.